Exercise is not a weight loss program. Cardio is not necessary for fat loss. Carbs are not the enemy. One of, one of the best ways to improve your hip mobility that doesn't require stretching, get up off your ass and walk around. There is no magical fat burning zone, only poor habits and a poor diet. What is golf fitness? It is a program designed to make your body better at the game of golf. Squat, deadlift, press, pull, and rotate. This make you better at golf. It'll make you better in all aspects of your life. Oh, that's what we should start doing. And take and one. one and things. action. And the Shoot It Straight podcast, episode 17, I think. Oh, wait, are we? Is, is that the intro? No. Oh, I was like, fuck, I wasn't ready for that. No. Are you ready now? Yeah, now I'm ready. Oh, welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. How are we doing, everybody? <laughs> and action, episode 17. That's good. Well, you do like the Kevin James, like, action. Action. <laughs> yeah, you do that in some of our videos, and I got to edit them out, and it's like almost like right up to where I'm start talking, and then you're like, action, and I'm like already talking. I'm like, oh, shit. Got to like edit uh, that out of the video. Well, you got to pause. That's on you. That's why we need one of those things that you clap so it like cuts it, and then that way that's when you start. Hmm. All right, order one, whatever. <laughs> we Get it on Amazon. We don't really need one of those. That means we would need like another person to hold it. A squat would have to be the one that claps. Make sure to use my Amazon storefront. <laughs> yeah, Cody has. I'll, a new... I'll go. I'll go ahead and plug that in. Go, there, yeah, it's it's gonna... blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, but let's maybe start this week with what we're obsessed with. No, Cody now has an, is officially an influencer because he has an Amazon store link. Oh, I thought I go. I thought I was an ambassador. What is, do they have a name? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Whatever it is, I have an Amazon storefront. So like people that have always asked me like, hey, where do you get this band or this ball or this kettlebell, whatever, the squat rack that like someone asked me like on Instagram. It's like, it's, it's kind of bizarre. Like what people ask you like in the off, like very corner of your video, like, hey, what is that thing over there? Yes. I want one of those. And you're like, yes. oh. And uh, so, I mean, it's cool because like I can actually like earn a commission off of people buying this random shit off Amazon um, that I have like in my garage gym or in my house. And it's like, it's, it's bizarre. I didn't even know that was a thing that you could create this storefront. So if you go to my like link tree on Instagram, for example, you can go to my Amazon storefront and see like everything. And I've uploaded everything that I use. So that way, if you want, you can go in there and just buy it from Amazon. So like you already have your own Amazon account. And then what's wild is like, I get a very, very small, I think last time I checked, I've made like 33 cents. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's like, but it's crazy. I'm like, wow, why don't I do this forever? Because like I've been sending these links to these brands, you know, I'm like, oh, here, go check out Rogue or perform better for a band. And here's this like random ball I bought off Amazon that probably came from China. Like, and now I can do that. All right. Now it's like easier for both parties involved. I'd be like, hey, just go check out my Amazon storefront and you can grab it from Amazon. And then rightfully so, I should get a little kickback from that because like I helped this company like sell their product. 100%. So I've been doing it for years for free, and now I've made 33 cents. Yeah, your kickback so. is small. But, I mean, it is <laughs> it's, it is convenient. It's funny. Like, you just end up in that space of, like, these weird influencer-type things that people do or whatever. But, it, like, you, if you get enough questions about it, it's easier to just send people to your to your favorite things. I mean, it just is what it is. It just yeah. truly is, like, practical. Here you go. Here's yeah. my one link to take you to the, all the things. But people ask all the time, like I post my watch, it's like, oh, where's your watch? People are way, I like it's, you know, we're selling, we sell a subscription fitness program, right? And I'm like, man, like people mainly just ask like, what the hell product are you using? And all I'm the like, time. Uh, you know, so it's like, as a business, like, hmm, selling products is. Well, that's why you see so many 
people on selling Instagram stuff. selling things, multiple yeah. things. And it gets really like, oh my God, what the fuck? But these people are making side hustle money or, mm-hmm. or a lot of money, depending yeah. on what it is. Seriously. Yeah. So it is interesting. Like the, again, we've talked about the business of Instagram and social media and it's truly fascinating. It's evolving, but it's like these co- companies are marketing so differently now. And even Amazon, who's a huge company, the cool thing about what they do with their link is like, it gets people on Amazon and then Amazon's website is really good at suggesting all kinds of shit for people to buy. So it's really oh, just, yeah. it's obviously duh, but way more money in Amazon's pocket. Oh, buy your groceries here, buy whatever. Like this is what you bought last week. Buy it again. It's mm-hmm. like so wild. It's yeah. seriously wild, but it's cool. It's fascinating. Like, I mean, um, I didn't even know this was a thing until like a couple weeks ago when I signed up for it and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. So who knows? I, I, I hope like one day it's going to be like winning the lottery and somebody's going to go on there and buy something that I get a massive commission from like somebody's going to buy like a tiny house or something. And like, and, and somehow it's going to be linked to my Amazon storefront and I'm going to get this like commission from a house or something. I'm like, Oh sweet. A couple hundred. And and for as small as percentage as it is, like who knows it's probably like a hundred bucks, but I don't know. I'm here for it. Oh my God. See what happens. Yeah. Stay tuned. Hit, hit up Cody's Amazon link in his link in bio, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to my Amazon storefront. It's just a bunch of shit that I use like already. Like I think I've been put on like, Someone asked the other day, like, oh, where do you buy, like, Waterloo, like, the the uh, the drink, like, my little sparkling water that I Stop. drink. Stop. Seriously? Yeah. And I'm like, here, go to Amazon. Because you can buy it on Amazon. So I'm like, just go. Here you go. I, I, I mean, listen, I'm not in the influencer space. Never have been. Don't want to be. But people do ask those types of questions. I was posting last week. My new obsession is the ghost energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Or the ghost. I shouldn't even say energy drinks because they have a lot of other products I'm learning. I've seen them online for years. Honestly, I've, I've heard about them. It's not like I hadn't heard about them, but we had them when we went out for our anniversary, we went to the, um, river spirit casino, had a fun night, whatever we woke up or I did a little hungover, wanted a little bit of something, something energy drinks are always really good the next day. Actually it wasn't super hungover, but we just wanted, we went into the little cool casino store and they had all these fun little drinks. And I saw the one, the, what, what not, I always want to say Swedish fish, which they have, oh, the sour patch kids. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, that looks pretty, that sound, that like just sounds really good thing, when you're like, yeah, patch. but when you're like thirsty and hungover, like you want the most random, usually like diet Coke soda, fountain soda is where it's at for me. But there was a McDonald's in, in the casino. They have fountain drinks everywhere. Yeah, but I did. But they we were Pepsi? in. But we were in. They had Pepsi. Oh. They had Dr Pepper, which is fine. Anyway, had a ghost. Had a red Sour Patch Kid flavor one, and it was fucking mind blowing. <laughs> so anyway, I I like posted about it, and I swear to God, I had like fifteen messages. Like swear to God, of people that put, put it on the storefront. I, <laughs> Damn. See, anytime, anytime someone asks you yeah, for but something that's your link, on the storefront, not mine. Well, anyway, it is. It's just funny. We'll and like, I had multiple people that like the following few days. Oh, I bought this because you said something about it. And it's just funny because like I, I bought it just and I just said that it tasted really good, really for no purpose. But people get into that stuff and, you, and it just explains why the supplement industry is massive, why products in general and selling things on the Internet massive, because it's like people want to consume and people want to buy shit. That's just right. what they want to do. Well, and I think, you know, part of social media is like, even though you're not an influencer, you have a a good following like and people trust you so like if you say something is good they're gonna try it like i mean i posted something yesterday and i was like hey if you want to know why you should do this because you know i'm constantly experimenting with social media and see how i can interact with people but so it's like hey if you want to know why like this movement is good for you read the caption because I, I wrote like more in detail and this guy wrote literally just wrote back he's like oh, i don't need to read the caption i trust you 
Yeah. And I was like, cool. So like, so like to the same point, like someone's just yeah. gonna be like, Hey, no, you're right. Erica says this is good. Cool. I'm going to drink it. No, you're right. You're like doing the work for them. And I just find that really fascinating. And to your point of when people are asking you like, what's something in the background of your, whatever the fuck is, or the time I like posted our like little walking pad for like four seconds, I like posted a picture of like my shoes. And I think a corner of the treadmill was like in the photo. Yeah, it's crazy. And people, Oh, like 10 people. What's the walking pad? I'm like, I don't know. Was on it. I, like, I just personally would go to Amazon and like look for something myself, maybe. Right. But it's just interesting what people do. There's no right or wrong. It's just interesting what people do. So I maybe. mean, I guess it's part of like seeing like an actual human because there's so much stuff you can't trust anymore either. Yeah. Like, just because someone gets a review, that's it's not true. necessarily like trustworthy. Like, you could pay someone for that review, or you could have had a bot do it, or or, or whatever. So like, to actually know that you're an actual live human walking on this thing and you think it's good, like probably goes a long way. Yeah, that's true. It's so fascinating. So maybe, maybe some golf fitness products in our future, or, so, or maybe something totally off the wall, like that we come up with that we'll sell one day. Mm, now it's, I'm thinking because <laughs> people are willing to like, I mean, the people are willing to buy stuff. What much faster than, because like a fitness program is like actually like not even like tangible, right? Like it's a, just a thing on a piece of paper. Then you've got to do the hard work. It's the hardest so, thing like, about this industry, and I've always said that to you. As yeah, we like, have our I'm selling something you, I'm selling something you probably don't even, you don't really, maybe you don't want to do. You yeah. want, the, oh, you yeah. want that, you want the outcome from what I'm selling you. Right. But like the, the, and the people always talk about this when I'm training them in person. It's like, oh man, you know, and I pay you for this, like, because like they're they're suffering on the ground or like they're yes. doing something hard, and like this sucks, or they yes. woke up really early to come like train, and like, man, I can't believe I pay you all this money for this. And I'm like, hey. You know, know. That, that is the tough part of the job. It's the tough part of the industry, though. And as yeah. business owners, and we've been doing fitness and selling fitness for decades, literally, it's it's the hardest thing. And I always say this to um, I used to say this to Ella back when we would talk business a lot. And she's an esthetician in the D.C. area. But like if you think about beauty and getting facials and getting whatever lasers and getting all the things that we do for our like self that is service industry, what makes it so different from fitness is like I'm going to get pampered I get to lay down it's relaxing so yes yes they have a lot of the same issues of people canceling and all the bullshit that you kind of have to deal with in the service space or moving people around on your books and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's like dude I have to sell people their results which by the way are worth way more than the $150 an hour that we charge like your health is a hundred percent worth that Mm-hmm. But it involves like making sacrifice and showing up for yourself and doing work when you come. So it's right. like, it's just a different thing to sell to people. And so again, like we can sell $29 a month workout programs, which we do that include like nutrition support and community support and coaching support, like, which is so fucking like mind blowing compared to what we used to sell for people on one-on-one coaching hundred to $200 plus mm-hmm. for a service. But still people like don't want to, they would literally rather buy a $7 energy drink. That's I mean, that's just what it is. That's the, like the reality of of what it is. And so proving people, proving to people or explaining to people or helping them understand what something is worth, you know, in a really good fitness program or a really good coach is it's hard. Yeah. And I think that's why products like, cause you can order it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you know? Um, but then like, like fitness products, for example, then you have to like, like, like if it's a band or if it's a golf forever stick or whatever it is that you're going to buy, you still have to like, then the hard part is you actually have to do the things they tell you to do with the thing. Yes. Like you're going to pay for that. Plus you're going to, you know, pay with your time to figure out how to do this shit. 
Um, and that's the hard part. Out. I mean, look at Peloton. Like they've taken a com- complete tank. They mm-hmm. have built a brand for decades. They've been around for a really long time and they built a really cool brand. But then it's like it wears out really, really fast in right. the life cycle of certain things. So it's like, yeah, people are cool. Like, like that's cool and sexy. Obviously blew up during the pandemic when it was all people could do. And it was like, oh, cool. I can get this workout in and connect with people, whatever. But then it's like, mm, I'm kind of over this. I'm done having to do the work. I have this $2,500 bike now that I'm trying to sell on the Internet mm-hmm. and I can't get rid of it. Right. It's taking up space and now it's just holding my clothes. Right. And I think so. people like rather just they would love to just buy something or buy a product that's going to get them a result when in fitness, like you don't really until you've gone through the fitness journey, you don't realize that the journey was actually what it was all about. Right. Yeah, totally. So I think that's a good lead into what our topic is today, which, which is. I'm, I'm actually very excited about this topic because there's so many things we can talk about and hopefully we can keep this under the like the hour time time cap we put on our podcast, but um, it's about training splits. So a training split and what the way we're going to talk about it is like what you do during like each session that you go into the gym and, and how you break apart like your training week. Right. So um, and there's so many different ways we can go about it. I mean, the most popular one, I think, I think what I'd like to do here in, in this little segment is kind of talk about um, like each one of them, like maybe like the most popular ones and like kind of break them down and like, we'll kind of just go back and forth on what, you know, what we know about them, pros and cons and why they're, why they work for some people and why they don't. Um, but the overall like thing I want to like mention to people is like, you need to pick the training split that's going to work for your lifestyle and your goals. Right. So, um, the most popular one, we'll start with like the one that everyone talks about is like leg day, back day, arm day, chest. It's the, it's the good old fashioned bodybuilding split. Um, so who, who is this for? Right. Like, and I don't know, have you ever done like a bodybuilding split? Have, no, you, done, people, have you ever done the whole, like, no, day, this like, will be good. Day? Cause we both have really different like viewpoints of like work and experiences. Split. Do people like legitimately still please exclude like the people that we see at lifetime. I guess maybe don't exclude them. Why would I exclude them? Cause they're the, is that the majority of people doing these types of splits? Yeah. Okay. And right. I think they want And I think that they actually think that's one of the only ways to do it. Um, and then people that, that write me, they're like, oh yeah, I, I put that move in my leg day. Like when I put, I posted, I don't want to keep talking about like what people tell me on social media, but that really is like a part of like what I think is out there. Um, well, it's also how we're interacting with, that's how we interact right with people. And yeah. I interact with a lot of people on social media. So, yeah. you know, I posted, um, just in my story doing a Bulgarian split squat or rear foot elevated split squat, whatever you want to call it. Excuse me. Um, and this guy like wrote me, he was like, he's like, oh, here's how I put it in my leg day. And it was this insane way to do it that would destroy your legs. But anyway, so like, yeah, that's still out there. People still are like, that's what I put in my leg day. Uh, this is uh, great for arm day or so on and so forth. I guess the reason I asked that question, let me just, because I think this is important. I literally only see people doing upper body like 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. So my, I ask you that, and maybe this is talking about the splits and why we think that that's not the best way to do it. Is it because people kind of skip leg day the most because they're a we know that leg day is the hardest like oh, i'm just going to come out there and say it leg day is the hardest it's the biggest muscle groups therefore it's the hardest which makes it the most bang for your buck but people don't do it because it's a lot easier to just bend your elbow and do a bicep curl and a tricep extension <laughs> that's my take on upper uh, arm day and leg day but is that like do you think that there's people is it just me like do, i just don't think there's a lot of dudes specifically doing legs at the gym they're just yeah. not and they're all doing ab exercises on the floor 
and the same i see the same guys doing the same ones in oh, there's the, couple in guys the in wrong there, but, way yeah. and they're all doing and the, the same shit over and over and over again and they've got dad bods i'm just gonna yeah. come out and say it i'm just yeah. you I mean, you have to you can't judge everybody i'm not saying you go into the gym and profile every single person but after you're there for several months with the same people and you're noticing that their body is literally the same you're like just you just wonder like why are you spinning your wheels doing the same movements the incorrect way right like i need to know yeah so i think that it's funny like <laughs> I, I do feel like that women will skip upper body day yeah. or arm day or something like that because they don't want big bulky arms and then men skip leg day uh, uh, it's just got because it's hard i mean it's because it's hard they gotta you know, know that their body and, and they don't it doesn't feel good ridiculous. they're like oh i'd rather you know pump up my chest or my shoulders or my back or something instead dudes you look ridiculous without glutes and without leg muscles it's it's obscene like it's literally absurd i'm just speaking because i know who our audience is and whatever like they'll hear me out but it's like please don't please don't skip leg day for the love of god mm -hmm. for the love of god it does not look good when you've got these weird just overdeveloped biceps that i'm sure that's what you look at in the mirror and you think that that looks cool but it, all it looks like is that's all you do in the in the gym and then you're it, there's just a lot there's a lot going on. And then you, but again, you wonder why you have lower back pain it's because you got no glutes. You have no idea how to fire your hips. Your squats look absolutely obscene in your new balance or sketcher shoes. Like help these guys out. How do we help these people? How do we tell them not to skip leg day? So, well, okay. <laughs> Someone's fired up about this shit. I, uh, I wanted to talk more about the splits of themselves, uh, but we just went right, right. into uh, why bros right. skip leg day. We'll but go back to no, the splits. No, they definitely, uh, it's just because it's hard. And I mean, granted, I did see a guy doing leg day yesterday. He was doing the full like squat, deadlift, hamstring curl, calf raise, leg extension. Okay. Like a so, very traditional leg day. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very okay. much so. Um, so yeah. And I think typically like, cause you know, I used to do this stuff and like, it was always like leg day would be like on Friday. Right. So it's like, I think it'd be like chest, chest and tries back and buys. Those are always like, I, you can always remember that. And then usually Thursdays was like shoulders. Um, maybe you skipped Wednesday, maybe not. Maybe you broke it out even more. Maybe it was chest day, back day, you know, leg day should probably fall like on Wednesday. Then you got like shoulders and then arms should be on Friday. That's probably be like how it goes without leg day being on Monday. But anyways, it's like, those are like how, how people break it down. But yeah. So like maybe Friday would be like why they skip leg day. Um, but no, I mean, at, at Lifetime in particular, I mean, it's it's the dumbbell racks are full, the the bench, um, the the squat racks are empty. Um, the the women are over there. Yes, they are. You know, uh, but not the men. Like, there's a girl today, like you know, doing deadlifts, and she's doing curtsy lunges. Then she did the, uh, what was she doing? Then she busts out the landmine, did like single leg deadlifts. I mean, she was hammering her legs, and and women will. And then there's another group of women on the leg part. But anyways, um, so. That's your traditional split, split. And why do bodybuilders do that, right? And I just said, it's, it's, a, it's bodybuilders. They do it because they can take each muscle to like absolute like fatigue and they can beat it up and they can have it grow and things like that because that's what they're going for. They're trying to get like as most like tissue like damage as they possibly can get for each muscle. And then they're going to come in the next day and hit a different muscle and, and do that again. And then hopefully like by the time it comes back next week, that muscle is like recovered because they're going to beat it to shit. And, like, and that's why... A golfer that's a terrible way for you to train because if you're just going to wreck your chest go try to swing a golf club after wrecking your chest um yeah, it's not no. going to be your best swing right um so yeah I, I, they skip leg day for probably a wide variety of reasons i would say the overarching one is because it's hard and it's uncomfortable yes 
Yeah. And, and I, I do think that women can do, we, we have strong legs. That's a thing. I'm sure you've seen that in the people that you've trained. I mean, again, we know that women have way stronger legs than they do upper bodies. Mm -hmm. So we also tend to favor the things again, that we like to do more. So again, you see women doing legs cause it's like, Oh, glutes, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and, and like not wanting to do a lot of upper body and the same with with guys is like yes it's hard to do legs but also like mm, arms 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 shoulders arms 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 and it's mm -hmm. like all right well okay. when women can um i read the study a long long time ago so who knows if it's even like accurate anymore that women can do like women can handle a lot more volume in their legs yes um and that's why they're better up to like and up to like uh i think it was like a woman can do like almost like 60% of what a man can do with their, with their legs or something like that, or 70% or something like it's a very like high percentage versus like the upper body is a very low percentage. Right. It's like only like 20 or 30% right. of what a man can do with their upper body. Right. And like women can just do way more uh, and women are just tougher so they can just handle hammering out a leg day and being in the suck zone. Yes. Way, way more than a man can. Yes. It, that's true. It, it, and it's something, the study is something around, um, it's, it's volume. So yeah. it's like why like, you know, female endurance athletes too tend to like hang in there. They hang in cause yeah. they can just take it. Yeah. Truly their bodies are just physically able to. Right. Which we were made on this, put on this earth to be able to move, to move and, and to suffer. Yeah. So yeah. Th there's like, there's your, uh, there's your old fashioned like bodybuilding split. Um, and that one I, I would, I would, I mean, it's literally called a bodybuilder split cause it's for people that just want to train their physique. Um, I don't think, and I, and you know, I don't know, like I haven't, you know, worked with people that do like bodybuilding competitions, but I wonder if like they taper off, like before they go do a competition, because you do get so sore during your bodybuilding workouts that they do have to like go up on stage and flex. But that was just a thought, a random thought in my head. Um, and so now let's kind of talk more about the more like performance training splits, if you will, um, that can also like, kind of be like a hybrid of like people that are here for physique and things like that versus straight up performance. And now you got like what we used to do when we first started dating was we did push pull, mm -hmm. um, which is total body workouts, just pushing like day one was pushing movement. So you're thinking like we were doing like squats, lunges, chest press, overhead press so any kind of like just pushing movement and pushing from the floor because we're counting like the squat and the lunge is like a push from the floor and then we would follow that up the next day with pulling exercises so it'd be deadlift row pull up hamstring curls what did we did we even do that we just did the big three we just did three big lifts every day yeah we just did three pull-ups and deadlifts were the big ones for pull and row barbell row mm -hmm. and then everyone every time we worked out if depending on how much time we would sometimes add in like an accessory. Like a hamstring pulling. curl or a bicep curl or something like that. Or yeah, or we would, but also we would do, um, I remember we would do like sled pulls or something like a little mm -hmm. more power yeah. like at the end. That was like a pulling yeah. type of type of thing. So that's a good yeah. one. Um, and then we would do like a box jump on the squat day or something like that. Right. Which to this day, I still train kind of like that. Right. <laughs> and then you have, and then you have like your, um, and then I think kind of what you do now is like upper body, lower body days, right? Two upper and two lower body. Right. Yeah. So I'm much more of a fan of, of either one of those versus like the bodybuilder split because yeah. I, you know, I think one of the things that when you've been in the training field and training actual humans that are not like professional athletes or just people that want to improve their lives is things come up in their lives. 
um, for a host of reasons. They have kids, they have a job, they have a life, right, outside of the gym. Um, so, like, if you're going to ask somebody to do a bodybuilding split, even if you broke it down to, like, a, a four-day split or even a three-day split, something may come up for one of those days. And now, say if it is leg day, what what are you going to do? You just you, you miss leg day that week. Mm-hmm. And then your schedule's all fucked up. And then if you're going to try to hit that leg day, now it's on Monday. And then now you've got you've got a makeup day, you know, or, or something. You're just going to miss it. You know, you're going to miss a f- whole body part. And if it's leg day, it's the whole half of your body, um, the most important half. Now, if you do upper body, lower body, or if you at least do push-pull, if you can get in two days, you know, you've hit everything. Right. So that's what I really like to, to, to train people. If I'm going to see them a couple times a week, it's, it's one of those. Right. Or like I do total body now where it's like it's a mixture of like I like to even break it down even further where like I'm doing. And this is how lift heavy swinging fast is programmed for those that are really like looking into it. And if you want to kind of know a little bit behind the scenes of my thought process, it's usually like I like to break up push, pull, upper body, lower body. So what I mean by that is, is like day one is like lower body push and upper body pull. So like yeah. I've really like kind of um taking those two like push pull and upper body lower body day and kind of like chopped them both in half and like you know made like a like put them on top of each other essentially so and then the next day will be you know lower body pull upper body push did i say that right people get it yeah you get it so that's a little bit behind the scenes so like that way if, if you at least get two workouts in you've hit everything and so just for you know people out there that you have a life, your life is not the gym, you know, like us, we're like, we are fitness people. Like it, it takes a lot for us to miss our workouts because this is what we do. Um, and we don't have kids and stuff like that. So that's the way I really recommend people training for that reason. And if you're training to be an athlete, you're, you know, like a, like a golfer or whatever it is that you're training to be, we don't like need to segment like each part of our body, like a bodybuilder. Well, I was going like, to say like what, you know, we're not serving people that are doing bicep day. That's right. just not what our goals are or right. our clients goals. We're serving people that are using their entire body and each thing that they're doing. That's right. So that's why we program it the way we do. And then we also, I could dive deeper into all that, but that's not for this episode. That's just for how we train, how we break it up into, into splits and why that is like the most like attainable way for you to hit every part of your body hit the big muscle groups, um, get the big compound lifts in there that are going to have the most bang for your buck. And then like each subsequent day is like, you know, just, you know, maybe a little accessory or a little extra. Yes. That's how I like to do it. And that's what lift heavy swinging fast is like, and, and my other programs that we sell. Um, and then what I program for people, um, cause like, you know, I program a lot of people that do play a lot of golf or they're very active and they get out there and do a lot of things. Well, yeah. And I think that's an important part of important thing to talk about. And I want to bring up two things is that you know, we definitely are programming for people that are playing golf, also programming for people that play another sport or do another activity, which like, I feel like we get to that phase in our life. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this where you're either like a competitive athlete for a while, or, you know, you're just, when you're in your twenties and you don't have as many responsibilities, you can train and you compete and you travel places on the weekends and go do your shit, your sport, whatever that it is. And then when you get older, you do have the responsibilities, but you also want to like your priorities legitimately change. Like you're living your life and maybe you still want an active lifestyle. So these families you are going out for like long walks. I feel like you, we do family walks or like people mm-hmm. want to go out for the weekend, but they do hiking or they do mountain biking. Like they're just, you get to a point where you're in a, a new phase of not necessarily being competitive, but still active. And so it's important in, in our clients worlds that they're able to get, go out and play golf and have time for like that other stuff too. And that it's just not always about being in the gym 24 seven. Right. 
The other thing that I think to your point of why you like the splits, the way that you do them and lift heavy swing fast is because is that compound lifts hit all of the muscle groups. And generally speaking, like, I mean, we can talk about each individual compound lift, which we don't have to, but as a result of just back squatting heavy, like your upper body will develop and get stronger. Like you don't necessarily have to isolate these smaller muscle groups in order to get a good physique, which we've talked about over and over again, when you're training for performance, when you're doing the compound lifts, which hello back to like the dudes skipping leg day. Like if, when I started working out with you and we were doing push pull, we were doing that twice a week my body started to change like pretty quickly. I mean, that was plenty of volume for someone who hadn't done heavy lifting before. I remember my arms developing when we were deadlifting, like when you're Mm -hmm. pulling 180 pounds, which for me was a lot back in the beginning. I remember that being like so much weight and it is a lot of weight, but it's like, holy shit, like my arms are developing, like they're getting stronger in a way. And, And I used to like lift weights and stuff. It wasn't like I was brand new, but it was like, Oh shit. Like I'm getting stronger in like a lot of different ways. And so Mm -hmm. having to like spend the extra time of doing five day splits or whatever, and like getting every muscle group, like that's why we preach the the compound lifts because they really do give you the best bang for your buck Mm -hmm. among so many other reasons, but they will give they will give you results all just all over your body and not just, it's not just a leg movement. It's a full body exercise. I mean, cause it's got to hold the, apparatus or whatever that you're actually putting the resistance on so like your arms holding a deadlift aren't just sitting by like like oh hey this is a glute and hamstring exercise like my arms aren't going to do anything although something has to hold on to this hundreds of pounds that we're that is moving around it's not just attached to our body somehow like we're gripping it we're pulling our shoulders back like we're engaging our lats our core that's a total body exercise. Total body exercise. And for right. anybody who's never done these exercises, all you have to literally do is those movements. You can get, we could do a whole workout and just do the squat for an hour. We used to do that. I mean, we used yeah, we to deadlift two. for like an hour. <laughs> I mean, we did that because we were like dating and it was fun. We would share the bar. So we would like be on, plus working out with you doing deadlift, weight changing. Like we would change the plates like over and over again, like back and forth, which was like work. Yeah. Um, I remember we had to. Ch- Deadlift, we we could usually get like two bars, yeah, right? That's true. Like we could like we'd set them side by side. It was the squat rack, especially at the Glover Park gym in Washington D.C. Yeah, because there was like one. There was one squat rack, and we had to change them. And there were the big iron plates, which obviously weigh more than than rubber plates do. Um, yes, they definitely do. For anybody that works out, they know the the metal clanky ones are way heavier than bumper plates. Ironically, though, <laughs> they actually weigh less because they like get chipped off. Because they get shit. chipped off. Like so, if yes. you actually. I worked with a guy, this is just kind of an off, off, well, it's, it's on subject, but anyways, I worked with this guy in Washington, D.C. He was like a former Navy SEAL, like absolute badass, and he wanted to, and he was like 55 years old, and he wanted to know exactly how much weight he lifted. I mean, he needed to know to like the decimal point how much weight was on the bar because he was trying to get just a little bit stronger every week, and we're talking like a pound, like, and sometimes less. He had fractional weights and everything. So he like had this, he had a certain system where he went around and weighed every single 45 pound plate and he had a certain, he put a little mark on it and it was like very hidden and you had to know. You never told me about this. I didn't. I don't Ah, remember. I'm I'm sure I told you the story, but anyways, so he had it like he put a little, and he had a little system. It was like an X or like a one line or whatever to like say if it was 43.5 pounds. I think he rounded enough. I don't think he like went super specific, but it was like 43.5 pounds, 44 and like none of them were actually 45 pounds. Right. Um, they were all like, and I think one was even like 40 pounds. Yep. 
So like you could walk up to him and be like, hey, like, what are you deadlifting today? And he'd give you some ridiculous number, be like 176.8 or 176.5 or something like that, you know, or 376. He was he was a very strong guy. I think he, he got up to like 500 pounds. So anyways, it was a big number, but it was like a big, like, but very precise <laughs> number. Um, and that was wild. Like that guy taught me a lot. And he was the one who like, this was a cool guy. Like his training style was like, I'm only here to make people stronger and faster. He's like, do not set me up with anyone that wants to lose weight. Or if all they care about is physique, he's like, all we're going to do is strength train. And that's all he did. Mm -hmm. He came in and he, sometimes he would come in for like 45 minutes to an hour and just deadlift and leave. Yeah. That was it. That was his workout for the day. But that's a workout. And he was a badass. Like this guy, like, I mean, so this was how long ago? This was like seven, eight years ago. Um, I knew this guy. So he's like, I guess he'd be 60 something now. And he would whoop anyone's ass that I've probably ever met. Like this guy was a badass. So he just trained, he was a trainer there? Well, so the whole story goes like, all right, so I was a fitness manager, so like I ran a gym. So just so people get a little background. So one thing that happens when you run a gym is that other trainers that are not employed by your gym will come in and try to train people on your gym floor and not like pay the the, the company, right? Like we have trainers that are hired to train people for money that goes to the company. Anyway, so like it's called under the table training. Anyways, I was pretty sure that's what he was doing. So I worked out next to him and this guy one day that he was like training, but you can get away with it by saying that you're work. It's just your training buddy. You're just working out with them, right? That's always like the yep the excuse. And so I took my headphones. I had my headphones in, but I didn't. I wasn't playing anything. I could hear what they were doing. And he was literally like training the guy, like coaching him. And they were talking about their next session and and payment and stuff like that. So like I I had the guy like dead to rights. And so instead of like confronting him and like kicking him out of the gym, I realized like how good he was. So I offered him a job, and he accepted and stuff like that. But he like. He wasn't really into it. Like he wanted to kind of do his own thing, but um, he went into like going by the corporate rules of the gym. But um, anyways, this is the guy, like I learned so much from this guy. And, um, but yeah, like, so the, the weight plates thing, like always sticks in my mind. So like when you see like the metal ones and I'm not talking like the rubber coated ones, I think those are like the metal ones that are rubber coated that have the handles. Like, I think those are probably still pretty legit, but if you find like some good old fashioned, like iron ones, and if you look around, it's chipped or something, it probably doesn't weigh exactly 45 pounds. Yeah. Duh. So if you want to impress some people, you know, just go grab those and throw them on your, throw them on your bar and no one will know that you're actually, that your 315 is probably more like 295. Okay. That's a big <laughs> jump. I mean, who No, knows? I mean, it, all right, so 315 has six plates, 345 pound plates. And we found some that were like as low as like 40 pounds. So now you're talking like five pounds per six plates of 30 pounds. It could be off. That seems crazy. Anyway, how did but this is obviously a guy that wasn't there for ego lifting, right? Like he only cared about the actual weight on the ball. Yeah, 100%. So that's what people should do. I don't know how we got off on that. Um, just how much time we used to go spending ju- just deadlifting. Well, yeah. And again, I just, it's still to this day, still to this day, still to this day, if I'm feeling like we're, I'm following my program or whatever, and I'm just either short on time or just not feeling like wanting to do a ton of accessory work. It's like, and we talked about this before, but. Like if I do the compound lifts, if I do this part A, I'm going to be, this is, this is a workout. Like I'm going to get all of my body parts that I need to get in. Like it's, it's, I can spend 40 minutes on this and just take my time. Or if I'm just feeling like a little bit slower or whatever, that's, that's a workout. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. It's a hard mindset to get over when you come from a performance background or training or overtraining or whatever, or needing to fill a certain amount of time. But when you get comfortable with like, when you realize over time, 
like, oh my gosh, I was, I'm sore from just doing that workout or, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm getting results or, oh, I'm still getting stronger by just doing that. Like, you're just like, oh, well, that's all I need to be doing. It's just the whole minimum effective dose thing too. But right. Yeah. And I, I get that a lot too. Some people, um, when they see like the lift heavy swing fast program on paper, they're like, oh, that's not enough of this that I want or something like that. And I'm like, just try it. You yes. know, just, you know, if, if you've kind of developed this thing in your brain, like this is the stimulus I need and the stimulus is absolute total fatigue. Um, then maybe my program isn't for you, but if, if your number one goal is results, then it is Yes, because you can get great results with like the dosing effect. Like you said, like minimum dosing to like get these results. And that's really what I want. Um, you know, especially for athletes, cause your main goal is to perform your sport better, not just perform in the gym better. Yes. Um, so like, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that someone sees. Cause like, oh man, you know, I'm used to, you only put bench press in there once a week or you only put like one like overhead press or something for my shoulders. And like, and the one I get most common is there's no bicep curls in this program. Sometimes there is, but not all the time. Um, so like, I get that one a lot. Like, what am I gonna do for my arms? I'm like, just, just try it. Do some pull-ups, do some rows. You'll see. Yes. Um, so like, oh, that's not enough. That's not enough for me. Like I'm this hardcore guy. And then I've got that like multiple times. Like, hey, I'm hardcore. Like I go six days a week. I do CrossFit, um, you know, shit like that. And then, and then sure enough, they sign up for lift heavy swing fast. And then it shows me like how much each person does, you know, the workout. And like I program five workouts a week. And I think still our best, like I think only about 10 people. And we got over, we got over a hundred something people now that, that do lift heavy swing fast. And only like 10 people have ever finished like all five workouts in a right. week. <laughs> which is like, so, I mean, that's telling. Which is what we want. Like, I mean, totally. th there's, that's why, you know, we provide like more value than like what people are paying for. Like, you know, it, it's there for you if you want it. You, I don't think you, if you're a, a busy person, if you can get two or three days, you're set. You're totally set. Your workouts are probably going to be even better and higher quality instead of just checking the box because you're fatigued or you're overtrained mm -hmm. and you're not recovering. You're going to literally have better results 99 times out of 100, probably right. all times, honestly. If your results are to just go to failure and be tired, then that's a different type of workout program. But And then if you like really think you need that like and you sign up for like and I don't want to sit here and just try to like plug my program all the time. Like whatever program it is you're doing, like if you think you need more volume and you're a golfer, I would say like your volume should come from getting on the rower, yeah, walking, you know, something like that. Like don't just beat yourself to shit um, doing more like med ball slams or just stuff like that. It's really just going to beat your body up. Like if you think you need to be totally exhausted, do cardio. Or do some talk therapy and kind of unpack, yeah. unpack why you need to beat yourself up and what you're running away from. Seriously. Yeah. What cortisol high you're chasing every day? What do you need that for? Yeah. Just do some, yeah, that and yeah, just low intensity, like go walk. Go for a walk. Get some sunshine. Walk your dog. Yeah. Put out a podcast. Get out in nature. Yeah. Yeah. Make yourself better in another way. Yes. And if you're a golfer, go play golf. Go play some golf. It's go summertime. Putt. Go get on the putting green. Yes. Um, be productive. Don't distract yourself with these, the need to like push and be hardcore and whatever else the mantras are out there that people yeah, are out there. And, and like, promoting. and then also like golfers too, like you can, um, just grab your golf club and, and make some swings without hitting a ball. It's like, Oh, well, I can't make it to the driving range. I only got like 20 minutes. Like, you know, or, or I got five minutes. I need to do something like you can make some putting strokes. You can, you can put the ball, you can uh, make some slow motion swings without, um, actually hitting a ball, um, 
what was it? Lanny Watkins like famously said something about like, you know, I wish I would have spent more time like not hitting a golf ball and practicing my golf swing hmm. without hitting a golf ball. Mm-hmm. Cause then you can actually just work on your swing and not worry about the, where it's going to go. Yeah. Like the outcome of yeah. your swing. And then you like kind of put yourself in a certain environment to like, okay, well I have to hit the ball. Like, you know, when I was like playing with like that downshift board, it's like, I was actually doing better until I introduced the ball. Yes. And then, so then I tried it again and I don't know if downshift Jeff listens to this, but and he's like, shut up, dude. Don't, don't talk about <laughs> not hitting the ball. But you know, like what I found better doing was like, you know, like I was doing the, the, the practice with it. And then if I just jumped off the thing and then I hit a ball, like, so like I kind of like separated the two. So like, you know, you can go practice you, hell you can even practice your putting stroke without hitting a ball. You go real slow, like, you know, and then definitely like, um, take your driver out there and swing fast, like without hitting a ball, you know, see how fast you can swing. Um, because the ball is just going to provide you like some, some feedback. You're going to think you're fucking it up when your goal for just swinging fast, like to, it's just to get your brain to actually swing faster and like create this new like movement pattern yep. or just this faster movement pattern, not necessarily a new movement pattern. It's, it's already your swing. You're trying to do that swing faster. Um, so yeah, there's what you can do instead of being like, Oh, there's not enough arms in this program. I, I need to go grab the, I need to go hammer out some, some curls real quick or whatever. It's like, no, let's give it a shot. Give it a shot. See what happens when you do things differently than you have been doing them for a long time. Give your body the chance to experience something new. Exactly. Yeah. Like that may go for a lot of exercises. Like, um, what I just see, I've seen multiple people today that, and I, I just talk a lot of experience from, and like a lot of my tweets if, is that is like stuff from that I see like in lifetime, like over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, gives me a lot of, uh, inspiration. Yeah. And like, so the, one of the real popular ones is people that uh, put the foam roller like right here on their it band and like mm-hmm. roll like right like where's the camera okay so it's over there it's like when you hit put the it band right here like right below your hip and it's on the side of your leg right so it's banned and like foam rolling it is, is worthless and it will always hurt so like people are like oh this must be good because it always hurts it's like have you not fucking learned that like since it always hurts like it's not doing anything for you like i mean uh, a squat's always going to hurt because it's hard but and you're putting different weight on the bar so you see the progression but if you're using the same foam roller in the same spot and it still hurts and it's like right here and like you haven't noticed any improvement. Stop. It's crazy, isn't it? All the time. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the ab row some other time, but yeah, there's two. There's just we could do a, We're going to do a whole episode on crunches and abs. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, that's a good. All right, that, we'll save it then. Yeah, because we could both kind of unpack that for a really long time. Can we wait till my cuts over so like I can show like that I have abs too? Did you have anything else to talk about with splits? We should update folks on where we're at with our body composition, but did we go no, did we cover, so we cover bodybuilding, total body and why, you know, the pros and the, I mean, I think, I think I covered, I think we covered enough of it. Yeah. We went on some good tangents actually. I hopefully that. Yeah. Do you, you want to like, like recap it or. Yeah. Why don't we do a little recap? Like a little too long. Didn't read. Okay. So your bodybuilding splits, right, are strictly for people who, maybe not strictly, but in my opinion, strictly, you listen to my podcast, so it's, it's my opinion, um, is for people that are just just want body composition goals only, right? You can beat up your, each one of your muscles, probably will be the most, the most way you can maximize actual muscle growth and like hypertrophy of the muscle, so like just actual enlargement of muscle size um, would probably be coming from like a bodybuilder type split. Now, you need to be able to commit to however many days is programmed. You won't find me programming um, that um, a, a bodybuilding workout, but you know you need to be able to commit to it or else you're going to miss an entire body part if you can't do 
three to four or five days, whatever they, whatever they, whatever the program is. So that's the big con of that is that you could totally miss multiple muscle groups um, without doing total body exercises. A um, couple of the popular like two day options are your pushing movements and your pulling movements or upper and lower body. Those are great if you can know you can commit to two workouts at least two to four, you know. Um, so awesome there. Pushing is and pulling is what I have a lot of uh, familiarity with because that, that's total body, right? Because you're hitting your legs and your upper body, both workouts, and then upper and lower. You know that could just be like preference. Or I know a lot of really good people that program upper and lower body um, and do a really good job with that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Um, which is I think it's easier because now you have like to not miss anything. You just got to hit two days. Yep. And then you do what I do and kind of just do like mix it all up because I'm training specifically athletes who I want to make sure I can utilize their strength and their power in each session and then finish with like some accessory stuff or, or conditioning. Um, and that's what you'll see like in lift heavy swing fast is a lot of, it's all total body every single time, mobility, strength, power. Cause now we're doing um, contrast training in season. So it's like, you know, a power, a, a strength movement immediately followed by like a power movement. So we got like a squat immediately followed by like a jump or something like that. Um, using similar muscle groups to really maximize speed and power that people need during in season in the in, in, in golf, um, and still get them gains throughout golf season. A lot, a lot of things right now in golf fitness are all about like summer maintenance and shit. I think we can still make we not think I know we can still make some gains during in season. In season training is super important. We don't just do off season and then strictly maintenance. We're, we can still make gains. Yeah. Um, and my athletes, our athletes in lift heavy swing fast are good and playing lights out yep. so um got one of our one of our guys i mean several people in lift heavy swing fast are doing u.s open qualifiers right now um so good luck to all of them this um, weekend? yeah oh. they're, they're they're in process right now doing cool. uh, u.s open qualifiers good luck to them yeah i mean anyone can go to a u.s open qualifier but i think these guys are actually legit um but yeah so there's kind of like our wrap up like you know there's why I program the way I do for, for athletes. If you are just wanting to look good, maybe the bodybuilding split is for you. Probably upper or lower body. If, if you're like a normal person that has a life and responsibilities and kids and a job and a dog and a house and all that stuff. Um, so that, that, that wrap it up. Yeah, that I, I get lost. Up. Like you, you're here to like, always like bring me back. Like no, I don't, I, think I, don't, that I, was I, great. I don't know where I went with that. No, that was great. Take care of your bodies, get your rest days in. That's something else that we promote. Not necessarily a split related conversation, but more of just a I mean, recovery days in. It actually does come to, to splits. Cause you know, when I, the way we program lift every swing fast is to have the rest days like strategically placed in there so they can come back and be strong and powerful each workout, which does, which is a part of a split. Yes. True. Now bodybuilding split, like, I don't know how you really do rest days. You can probably just get away with like one. I'm not going to speak to that. Cause I've never trained that way. Um, maybe we'll get Dr. Heard. Jeff on here one day. We'll ask him. Yeah. Yeah. We should have him on here, but, um, well, cool. All right. You want to do the start with your, um, what you can't get out of your head or what you're obsessed with. Or? I'm obsessed with the Ninja creamy. I just bought one. I'm sure it's trending everywhere on the interwebs. And I'm just, again, like with ghost, I'm just learning about it. So, so what I, is Ninja creamy? Ninja creamy makes ice cream. It's an ice cream maker. And why is it, and this is the first ice cream maker in history or like, <laughs> why, are we, why are we sold on the Ninja Creamy? Because it makes cool ice cream things. Um, I got sold on it on the internet last night on the Instagrams. Um, 
because I guess it's now hit the bodybuilding space probably, or like the fitness space. And so people can make really yummy, creamy blended ice creams at home. Protein ice creams. Out of like protein powders and cottage cheese and Ugh. all kinds of, I'm going to try can it you all. Do it with my Greek yogurt? You, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I've had a Vitamix for a long time and have made pretty like thick smoothies and stuff like this, but yeah. I do believe this, this seems to do it a little differently. I, I've done some research, but I think like you basically put the container in the freezer for 24 hours. And then when you put it in the cr- back in the creamy, it blends it a certain way to make it the texture of like ice cream. You can mm. put in like Oreos and Butterfinger bits and stuff like that in there and make up like your own concoctions of like, you know, high protein ice cream, like, you know, um, desserts. Now is that going to have like all the seed oils and like terrible things that are, Gonna kill us. Seed oils. I don't know. That's what I just see like on the Instagram all the time. I was like, oh, these seed oils are gonna kill you. Oh, the wellness space. That's a whole nother. That's also a whole nother fucking podcast that I'll have to just. We'll just have to take the reins on that and debunk all the bullshit. But no. So the Ninja Creamy and I. It's like literally so hard to find and it's like sold out everywhere. But we have ours on the way. It should be here in like it said one to two weeks. What? I know. One to two weeks. That's the best that I could do. It was sold out on Costco. It was sold out on their website. It was sold out on, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond's like going out of business. So all their shit was like final sale. And also they were out of everything. Oh, I thought we were going to be eating ice cream this weekend. I mean, who knows? Like, I think they say that. And Amazon says that. And then what they do sometimes, anytime they say that, it sometimes comes like a lot faster. Anytime they say something's coming in one to two days, they lie and it takes like a week. But I feel like it'll come here. It'll come here soon. Stay tuned. Uh-huh. So. I thought I was going to be eating ice cream and like, I'll make you something out of the Vitamix. Oh, let's go to Andy's. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little different. I was shooting for like a 350 calorie, like big ice cream with a bunch of protein in it instead of like 1400 calorie concretes that we get at Andy's. Yeah, but... I can't, I can't right now. I'm cutting. So. Yeah, we're doing good. What are you obsessed with this week? Um, well, we actually decided we're going to turn it into a, a podcast, the, the ab thing. So I got, I got something else like talk about um so i need to like kind of go back and say like you know several podcasts ago i can't remember when i said this but i really ripped on um people doing like kettlebell flows um oh god you okay yeah i'm just waiting for your what are you gonna say about it this time (laughs) so i don't know if like the algorithm or whatever like heard me say that and like has been feeding me a a ton (laughs) of like kettlebell flows and um (laughs) so no, I went over to your phone when you were sleeping at night. You know, have you seen those videos? Where oh, yeah. Like, like you whisper into like, it like husband therapy. It's yeah. like so funny. Yeah. Loves diamond, mowing grass. Diamond rings. Mows grass, does dishes. Uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, so I don't know. I've been getting a lot of them. And um, and then and then like I couldn't avoid them. So I actually started watching some of them. And then I was like, well, shit. I was like, some of these are like actually like, pretty good for like golfers. Now, now the, you're coming out with a whole new kettlebell program. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, I have been, like, playing around, like, doing some of these, like, movements. Now, like, flow is, like, kind of where you, like, put a bunch of movements together. And it's, like, it's almost, like, choreographed. Like, especially if you watch, like, the ones that are, like, bloopers and shit. Like, where, they're like, there's, like, three guys that are trying to get it all together. And then they mess it up. They got to start all over again, which just looks, which just looks absolutely exhausting. But, um, yeah, so, like, I've been putting a few movements together, and I'm like, oh, this actually does, like, and I'm, instead of, like, doing, like, 12 movements all in one flow, I did, I do, like, two. Yeah. And, uh. Um, it's not, like, a choreography hodgepodge of bullshit. No. Um, which I just don't think the normal person has any time to try to remember that shit. Like, right. you know, like, we'll learn, they're, they're trying to learn how to do, like, 
one movement and like especially with a kettlebell they're trying to do like the kettlebell swing or something like that they're trying to or goblet squat they're trying to learn how to do that so like for the lay person like this is not something you should try but like you know i've been getting into a little bit so like i kind of you know wanted to like go back and say hey you know like you know maybe i was a little off like you know if you like your kettlebell flows go knock yourself out because i have tried a few of them and actually i did it the other day and like i kind of went through like a more of a sequence like i kind of evolved it to like three or four movements and i was like oh this ain't so bad um but you know and then with that i've really like learned and a lot of things i'm trying to learn too are for for um the, the people that we're working with are limited on equipment so i'm trying to learn different things you can do like if you only have like one kettlebell or something like that like maybe this is the way to like really get a good stimulus like kind of link some of these things together and get like a good amount of coordination and and for the game of golf like rotation balance lateral movement and stuff like that like kind of blending it all together so um <clears throat> I like it. So like I've been playing with it. So that's what I've been kind of obsessed with is watching these. And then, then you watch the bloopers and it's been like, okay, so it is a big production when they actually put it together like that. But I'm just putting together a couple movements to see how it works for golfers. Yes, of course it's a production. It's, it's a massive, pro yeah, it's, it's for the gram, especially when they got like two or three guys or girls or whatever, like putting all these movements together. And then they, and then when you hear it without the music, like there's someone back there like cueing them you know, off, off camera, whoever like the camera person is, is like, okay, halo left lateral lunge squat. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. I still think it's ridiculous. I'd rather watch dancing, which is awesome. And I'm here for choreography and I love watching people like dancing to music and all the cool shit people do on the internet, but it doesn't need to be with a kettlebell or a mace bell or whatever. Doesn't not for me. No, I mean, and it shouldn't be for many people. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, fitness there's like, you know, now with social media, there's a lot of like, Oh, let's just make this in for entertainment. Yeah. Like this isn't like an actually like video of like, Hey, try this and to improve your golf swing or get better. Or like this will help you with this. It's like, here, let's just watch us do this. Cause it's going to be entertaining for you. Yes. Which is fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. If that's what gets, gets you up and moving. Great. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, we're not, we're not training most people. We're, we're, when we're, we are hoping to train the general public and we've trained lots of people and we know that that's just doing the most mm -hmm. <laughs> no, nobody. by far, by far doing the most, but I have like opened my eyes and like I'm open-minded Good for you. and I've learned some moves that like I can put in there that are easy and basic for golfers by watching some of these people out here. And I'm like, and that's not what they, they, they're doing these for like, cause they look cool. And like, I'm like breaking it down. I'm like, Oh, like look at how their hip moves and then yeah. how they rotate. I'm yeah. like, that could be great for the golf swing. Let yeah. me try that. Especially for summertime when you're traveling and you only have a couple pieces of equipment or whatever. That's, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. cool well with that i think we did good with generally staying under an hour for our for our audience not that we're we cut ourselves off but we do try to just keep things succinct essential language uh, cody sucks with essential language you're working on it and i mean the podcast is meant to be a little bit longer than essential i guess but anyway we appreciate everyone listening as always um you can always find us at cody westcott golf on the instagrams our YouTube channel, Shoot It Straight Podcasts, of course, is on YouTube. If those that are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, find us on the YouTubes if you want to see us every once in a while. Um, and then, of course, Cody Westcott Golf on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be we're working. Erica's editing some videos today to put up on a day in the life of eating and yes. some other little bit longer form content um, on YouTube for you to watch enjoy and hopefully learn something yeah we're learning every day too um with all of this cool tech stuff and video stuff so 
thanks for those of us that are with us now and hopefully you stay tuned for a while. Thank you. Have Bye. A good day. Bye.